and the moment we park and get out of our camper van this dude is walking towards us with a massive gun in his hand Welcome to A Clean Escape, a podcast that lets you climb under the hood of life in a van with the stories that don't make it onto Instagram. Mishap and misfortune, setbacks and bad luck, near calamity and clean escapes and why, despite all of that, van lifers keep getting out there to explore this big, beautiful world of ours. A Clean Escape is presented by Jack Frost, a company on a mission to make life on the road more comfortable, inspiring people to see the world and remember that it's worth saving along the way. Jack Frost is a minimal, use-everywhere body powder that's so effective you'll convince your mom you showered. Are you ready to be a cleaner dirtbag? Learn more at jackfrost.earth. We are thrilled to have our guests today, Sim and Kartik, at The Brown Van Life on Instagram. Sim and Kartik, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having us on. We're super excited for this chat. It's such a pleasure. So I'd like to jump... I'd like to jump right in with the most important thing. Tell us about your wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, So um, we got lucky (laughs) and got married in 2020, um, beginning of 2020 in February. We didn't know how, like we heard about the pandemic, that something is happening, but we're not, nobody knew back in early February last year how serious it was. So we still continued on with our big fat Indian wedding, flew like 50 of our friends from uh, all across the world to India and had a, a, like a week-long celebration. And uh, next thing you know, the world kind of shut down right after the wedding. But it was a beautiful celebration yeah. um, and a pretty hectic one too because it was like five-day-long, six events. and um, But it was a lot of fun. And I'm glad we got to do it because after that, nobody got to travel for a really long time. Yeah, it's kind of funny because there were actually a couple of my buddies, like my groomsmen, that dropped out because their workplace told them if you travel at this time, you might not be able to come back to work when they return. So they had to drop out. And at that time, we were so, we mad, were so mad and we were like, we, we were just so um, sad that they couldn't make it to the wedding because of because of COVID, which we had, we, we didn't know the severity of of at that point in time but it's it's crazy that there were so many other people who still decided to come and we still managed to have a massive wedding and uh yeah it was it was an amazing time i would like i've heard of people say that after they have a big wedding like it's not worth it wasn't worth it to spend that much money on a wedding but like we are totally not saying that at all even for a minute (laughs) we loved it like we loved it yeah we spent a lot of money but it was so worth it like we we it was the best time ever yeah it's a great it's a great turn i wanted to start there because i think our audience should definitely check out the instagram there's some really good photos and it just reminded me of like a that you guys are doing something unique uh and that you have this amazing recent experience that i think the audience would love to hear about and learn about more so Shifting gears from there, um, and also understanding in some ways like some family dynamics as a result of what the wedding looked like, I'd love to hear about the moment uh, and what happened when you told your families you were going to live out of a van. 
uh yeah that's very interesting so we the way we kind of we have been breaking barriers with our family since the day one we um should i say we were yeah. living together before we uh got married it is a big big no in our families and uh we can we can bleep um, that out <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no i think it's fine no, it just <laughs> Yeah. yeah and then eventually we we told them okay we are living together and that's how the whole conversation of getting married started and at that point they kind of realized that these two are a rebel together like mm-hmm. it's it's a it's it's like nothing is going to be ever normal yeah. um, i mean i i think i think the reactions were kind of different for my parents versus sim's parents yeah. like sim's parents are they they somehow are more chill <laughs> I've just been a very rebellious kid growing up. I always fought for my what I wanted. I always questioned everything that was kind of that didn't make sense to me growing up in India even though it was a very traditional environment. So mm-hmm. my parents have kind of under- understood that okay, she if she wants something she's going to go for it. We just have to understand the perspectives and um reason with it, right? But with Karthik Yeah, they they were definitely shocked straight out when I told them that well, in that I wanted to do this for 6 months and just take it as a creative freedom exercise where I don't have to think about work and I can just go out and shoot <laughs> um create photos whatever like just do explore what I wanted to do and travel and live out of a van cuz that's what I want to do so that took a lot of conversations with them to explain how it's going to work and that and that I'm qualified to be able to come back and get a job as soon as I get back from traveling so that took a while for them to understand and that it's okay to have a break in your career like that um but eventually they came around to it and then when i started working remote 2 years ago it like the conversations just got easier and easier where i'm like hey look like i am going to be doing this but i'm still going to be working so it's not really impacting my career um things are still going to be fine and like i have income coming it's everything is good it's just different that we're not under a house we're making a house in yeah. a moving vehicle and i think that like, eventually they came around to it and as they started hearing more stories from us and started seeing other people doing it and things like that then they started getting more excited about it i'll i'll be honest with you and uh, there was no way they were going to allow this to happen if we didn't get married like that was the first thing they were like there's no way you two are living in a camper van together and uh, if you're not married like yeah. you have to get married so I- i'll be very honest that's why we both kind of pushed our wedding real fast we're like okay if that's the criteria to get in a van life let's get this married going <laughs> that is i i'm like i wish there was a, another reason but that was one of the main main reason why we were like okay yeah. let's get married we were not in a rush to get married but that was one of the things we wanted to check off our list because uh without that they would have never agreed to that even my parents who are super chill they would have never agreed that how is she living with with a partner in a in a camper van without getting married that's something you cannot even reason with uh and uh well the idea is just so so abstract for them like they've yeah. never seen anybody in their circle do this or even heard about it and now they're finally like hearing about it from us and like we're sending them links to like other van life couples doing this so they're they're kind of getting interested and like every time we go to like a really cool camping spot like I would video call my parents and show them hey look at this awesome place we're staying in and my dad would be like wow that's pretty cool like when i come back to visit you guys like i want to get an rv and follow you guys along for a few weeks 
um it's a uh, i mean they are definitely coming around to it and they're excited they always kind of ask us what our plans are so it's 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 cool to see the growth our parents have had because yeah. of because of how hard we have kind of fought not fought for it but like convinced them they, they their perspectives have changed so much and drastically yeah, yeah and you know for indian being indian kids you have this predefined path for yourself right you have to have a great career get married buy a house have kids like it's it's you cannot even move away from that and not so much from the parents you grow up learning that and then it's so hard engraved in your brain that you start questioning you, yourself yeah when too. we are actually doing this we're like are we doing something wrong why are we not going the like all our friends are buying houses why are we moving into a camper van all our friends are having kids and why are we living with our dog and living this crazy life we even we start questioning ourselves but then end of the day you just have to kind of step up and be like okay we are not going to follow the predefined traditional path for us and this is what we're going to do and well this is what we want to do yeah, so that's why we're doing it yeah so, this is yeah. what we want to do and um, they eventually came around it yeah thanks it's a lovely share i mean it's always brave to move into van life and it, it is for all the same reasons you're naming like it's unconventional and unfamiliar and involves uncertainty and risk and then you layer the family dynamic on top and like oh man that's a whole other thing to have to be brave to go carve out the life you you want to have which is great and congratulations to you for for doing it so out of curiosity what and you know just understanding it's just you and me here you know on this conversation what story comes to mind you would really not want them to hear as they're trying to get comfortable with the idea of you living in a van there are so many stories like that because of course we are only giving them the real picture like the the good and nice picture but there's so many things that fall apart all the time and um where which one should we tell uh i mean for starters they think that we're always sleeping in a like uh established well, yeah. campground yeah cuz like if i tell my mom that hey sometimes we're in the city and we have to sleep in a walmart or like we just have to pull up pull up in anywhere I, on the oh, side of the road yeah. to like sleep she would not even understand it so i'll just be like she'd be like are you are you next to other cars like are there other people there i'm like yeah 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 it's all good like it's an established <laughs> campground so like they they don't even know the places we sleep in most of the times so. yeah we always have to tell them yeah we're in a campground we're not alone like if i tell them i was in alabama hills past 4 days and there was not a human being around us it was just a bunch of rocks and mountains they will freak out so we have to kind of filter down the information and uh, i feel like um for example there have been some like technical issues with our camper van we have not told them um what was is it was it like the when we entered um is that relevant the story of the guy with the gun Yeah, I think I think, I think like so. stop, stop. Yeah, the story have... of the guy with the gun is definitely relevant. <laughs> <laughs> so, um just to give you a little background, um we are from Canada, right? And the American and Canadian borders are closed. So, um and we started our camper van on the verge of winter just breaking in. Um in in, in in Canada in September and by the time it was December, we managed to cross country and see east coast to west coast but um by, uh, by december it just started getting so miserably cold and rainy all the time in vancouver that we were desperate to just get to a warmer place and our van is 40 year old 
So there was rust building up. There's mold mold building up because it's just raining nonstop in West Coast, like like nine days of rain out of ten days. So we somehow, out of desperation, started looking into options of if we can um, ship our van because legally you can fly into America, but you cannot drive into America. So we're like, okay, we'll fly into US and ship our camper van to yeah, across we, border. We were like hearing stories of like snowbirds. Doing that. Doing yeah. that when we were in Vancouver and Vancouver Island. We were just hearing stories of that and just talking to people about it. So it, it seemed like a very popular way to get across the border at that time. And just considering the way that we travel and have such less interactions, we thought, why not? Like, yeah. let, why don't we give it a shot too? Yeah. And try to get to somewhere warmer. And that's, it kind of worked out. We just like called up this random guy from craigslist almost it was even craigslist. no 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 we found Reddit. we found an article on cbc saying that this company does the shipping and that's how we found the contact for that guy no but that the, that contact never worked out this is oh, a, yeah. uh, this is a craigslist to, guy uh, that i had to find out because he was like yeah i'm shipping rvs across border and oh I, nice you didn't tell me it's a <laughs> craigslist guy i would not have given my <laughs> van to a craigslist guy yeah <laughs> And then I picked up the phone that, call. That's like, um, you guys know the, the the smugglers, like, um what do they call the rum runners in, yes, in Prohibition yep, who would yep, like, yep. That's, you're, that guy's like a reverse smuggler. He's like sneaking van lifers across the border <laughs> into America. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I called him and he's like, yeah, I can, I can drive your van across border. So I was like, ah, this is definitely fake because how is it possible that he's allowed to drive our camper van across border, but we are not, this is, he's scamming us. Right. And then he's like, oh, but here is the number of our, um, broker broker talked to him so once we spoke to the brokers things started looking more legit and he invited us over did a bunch of paperwork and it was looking more and more legit every day um and then uh so we got to us um end of the story we got to us and we started our journey in seattle in oregon and the first stop was mount hood we are driving around mount hood uh in which is the eastern past part of oregon i believe right um and uh, we pull into, Karthik is like, I want a picture of the mountain in the background of our camper van. So we're looking for a good vantage point. And there's a church in the middle of the fields. I was like, okay, how about this church? It's beautiful, this mountain in the backdrop. Let's just pull into this church. While we are pulling in the church to get up just a shot of our camper van and get going, this man is like waving at us. He's like, hey, come on in, come on in. So I'm like, hey, super friendly guy, let's go. So we go in. And the moment we park and get out of our camper van, this dude is walking towards us with a massive gun in his hand. It's like really big gun. Like, I don't even know what it was. It was I like an AK-47 or something. <laughs> it was so know. big. It was an automatic, definitely, because there were bullets. Like he showed us. Know, the, yeah. yeah, so he's walking towards us. And we both just shat in our pants. Like we were like, Oh. We don't want to take this shot. Like, we just want to go. I'm like, I don't forget the shot. Let's get out of here. But by the time it was too late, he's already walking towards us. So we're like, okay, it'll be really impolite if we, we look like we're trying to run away. He might just shoot us. So we're like, okay, let's just stay here. It's all good. So we wait around and this guy comes to us. He's like, hey, guys, welcome. There are a lot of people who come here for this this picture. You know, I was like, okay, cool. And then he's talking and I'm like, um, and I ask him, hey, why are you holding this massive gun in your hand? He's like, Oh, I'm the. I was just cleaning this gun. I'm the pastor of this church, and we 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 were like, "What? He's like you're the pastor here?" He's like, "Yeah, I I was just cleaning up this gun, and look, it's actually a real gun." He actually went ahead and opened up the gun and showed us the bullet just to make sure we knew it was a real gun. 
and I was still so confused. It nothing made sense. I was like, why is he making sure that we know this is a real gun? Whatever. Still trying to stay calm. And then he goes, "You would you like to come inside and see the church?" Uh, I don't think anybody. Yeah, he's like, there's like the the stained glass windows are really nice. The, yeah. the light comes in beautifully. Come and take pictures from the inside of the church. And part of me is like, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Like, <laughs> let me do that. But then, like, I look at Sim and she's like, uh, I don't think so. Like, let's try to figure out a way to get out of here. <laughs> but then I, uh, I, I was like, Karthik, okay, I'm gonna go in first. If you, see- well, yeah, he kept insisting. He's like, come in, come in, come in. And yeah. we're like, okay, fine. Let's 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 figure out what's going on. Let's go in. So we go in, and I'm like, okay, let's go in just for because he's asking us, and he has a gun in his hand. How do you say no to that? And I'm like, I don't want to offend you at any cost. You want us to see the church? We will see the church. We go inside. And it was genuinely a beautiful, beautiful church. We are just settling in in the church. We just got in there. Karthik is like, I want to take a good picture. And he walks back in again. This time he has a pistol. And he's like, oh, by the way, I also have a small gun. I have no idea. This, I still don't understand why he's reinforcing again and again. So he showed us a small pistol. And then he's like, he started asking, do you guys believe in God? And that's when it made sense. And I was like, okay, yeah, we do. And then he said, kind of god i'm like we are hindus so we have a bunch of gods and i worship this and that so he's like oh but you know there's no other bigger god than jesus right and i'm like and i said yeah yeah 100 man whatever you say yeah he's like why don't you do yes gun toting minister there is nothing but jesus yeah. <laughs> <I agree. laughs> i'm like yeah and he's like oh so would you like to try christianity i was like i was like for sure i would like to like to learn and i'm trying to keep the conversation as neutral as possible i'm freaking out my legs are shaking but i'm keeping a smile on my face and trying Wait, to meanwhile is kartik just bopping around taking photos he's taking our videos yeah i'm right behind them just <laughs> popping in photos as like trying to get as many pictures as i can of this beautiful church and mountain in the back i'm like sim can handle this conversation better than i can <laughs> so i'll just stay quiet <laughs> and then i um and Kartika actually recorded a video in the backdrop. You can hear all this conversation while he's recording the video of the mountain. He's asking me this, the, the pastor is asking me these questions. And then he goes, um, are you guys married? Uh, why don't you take on um, Jesus? He's the biggest Lord and give up everything else. And I said, I, I totally said, I was like, yep, I will do that. I'll, I'll go from here and give up everything and just take on Jesus. I was like, yeah, for sure. We would like, like to uh, Try to learn, learn more, more yeah. about it. Yeah. And then he asked us uh, personal questions like, are you married? Will you have kids? And stuff like that. We answered. And then somehow I got the courage. I was like, hey, by the way, you know what? My dog is still in the camper van. He must be thirsty. I think we should get going. And he said, are you sure? You don't want to stay for a bit? I was like, no, no, no. My dog is alone. Thank God that we had a dog in the camper van. And then I was like, yeah, we should get going. And we just jetted out of there. We le- we didn't like leave the church. We left that town. Like we drove for two yeah, hours we nonstop. Did. We were like never turned back in that direction. <laughs> and then we left and we still don't understand what happened. But I don't know. I think it's just a small town. And uh, we were on Clubhouse the other day and a, a lady said something really nice that maybe he's never seen uh, colored people in a camper van or just like camper van or people like in he general. he was threatened by us maybe, maybe he, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm he like, was threatened by us and he was reassuring that we don't try to rob him or something so he was just showing us the gun uh, but we still don't we still don't know. So that's the story if we ever told our parents this 
they will ask us to go back to Toronto like the same day. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And then I just I just think of like the scene ends and you drive away and you're like, well, I guess I got to go with it. And you call your you call your parents. And you're like, we've we've become evangelical Christians. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had to convert. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. That would be hilarious. Yeah. That was a day one, by the way, in America on the road trip. Yeah, yeah, that is such a fun story. I'm sorry that happened to you, and it is a delight to suffer with you in in retrospect. <laughs> yeah, it, it made up for a great story. I mean, definitely one of the highlights we'll ever share with anyone. Yeah, definitely the craziest story that we've come across in this trip so far. I was I was wondering um, when I think when I think about your experience, how often you've found yourself in places where you feel like you're the first Indian people the locals have come across, and kind of what your experience of that has been. I assume it's happened more than just this one occasion, perhaps with fewer firearms involved. Every time. Definitely. I mean, there's been so many places, even in like Canada, like just going across, like as soon as you exit out of like the main greater Toronto area, um, the number of brown people just gets less and less. And then I remember we were in this town in Saskatchewan where there was only like 20 people population and, it was funny that we were like the only brown people there. Yeah. And they were so curious to learn what's going on with us and our lives. Yeah. The lady at the gas station just like looks so confused. They're like, oh, okay, you're in camper van, you're brown. Like, what? what is going on? She asked us so many questions. And um, it happens to us a lot, actually, when we are on the road. Um, first of all, people not, are not used to seeing people in camper vans as much and then like smaller towns. And then on top of that pandemic and on top of that brown people. So we do... People a lot of time just look at us like we're aliens or something. And they're like, oh, who are these people? Why are they? What are they doing? Yeah, we get those looks and questions all the time. The The response and the the, um, the curiosity has been very genuine and positive for the most part of it. Yeah. So that's kind of been our experience. It's, it's more being like curiosity than like judgmental. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That has been the biggest... Uh, learning slash like like when you start the road we didn't have an, uh, a goal in mind but at this point after five months I do feel we are we do feel a little more responsible towards educating people in our community that hey this is a normal life now we are not a bunch of losers who don't have a house and that's why we live in a camper van literally that's what they must be thinking um, but um, so we are here to educate people that uh, this is possible. There's nothing wrong with it. If you, that's what you dream of, it's it, you should go for it. You know that you're just trying to change a huge narrative in our own culture. So yeah, that's something we're constantly working towards right now. Good for you, uh, really. I mean, it's awesome. And and to have those obstacles of like kind of societal expectations and judgment, familial expectations and judgment, still to do your thing and to be a role model, uh, it must be something that, even in addition to all the great adventures, gives you motivation. Yeah, it definitely does. Okay, moving along. I like to say shifting gears on this podcast as much as possible. Shifting gears. Um, although, <laughs> let's be honest, most people's vans are automatics. Um, this is a segment called Teach Three. <laughs> so I'm going to name three words, and you just share whatever story comes up. They don't have to be super tightly related to the story, but uh, if anything comes up. Alrighty. Okay, here we go. Three words. Are you ready? Yep. Traveling. Wildlife, crazy. Uh, well, tra- traveling, I would say what comes to my mind is just the relationship that me and Sam have formed 
has has like formed out of traveling if anything yeah that's how we kind of bonded like when we started dating within a month we just um uh, within a month i was like hey there are a bunch of people on um, couchsurfing couchsurfing i don't know if people remember that platform but they they had just posted that we are looking for people to join us on a road trip and split gas with and we are one one of those crazy people we are like okay yeah sounds like a great idea <laughs> random people we've never met before we we took our we took a bus to from montreal. To montreal from toronto to montreal and did a two week long road trip with two strangers and had the time of our lives uh, discovering east coast of canada and uh, that's pretty much when we knew that hey this is something more than just friends friendship or like they're not casual dating this this person is exactly on the same level of crazy as i am and this is going to go in some direction where do you put jack frost you say why you use it as a deodorant it exfoliates dead skin cells while absorbing moisture you put it in your shoes to keep your feet from being funky you put it on your hair as a dry shampoo you even put it on your groin that's right your groin to soothe and dry your skin and come back chafe You tap it on your clothes to keep them smelling good. You rub it on your skin to get rid of the stickiness from sweat. You can even take a frosty shower by putting it in your sleeping bag before you jump inside. Jack Frost, it's like a shower you take with you everywhere you go. Okay, so we got some audience questions from some of your fans on Instagram. I'd I love to take a moment to have them hear answers to these. They're pretty interesting. The first is, and I don't know how they thought to ask this question, The first is are you are you vegan? Uh I think I know why they they think we are vegan. I am I am. I'm vegetarian, not vegan. We do consume a lot of yogurt and cheese, but I'm a vegetarian and every time I post we only we love Indian food. So every time I post a story, some cooking vegetables and lentils mm-hmm. and so they think um we only eat vegetarian, which we do. I would say 90% of the time. and i don't know how to cook meat but karthik is a non vegetarian yeah. so he would just go to a, a burger I, stop and get a yeah, burger every night i consume then. pretty much everything i can but i don't like cooking so i don't eat as much meat as he would want I would to want to yeah but um yeah any any time we're eating out i would definitely go for a meat dish but then every time sim is cooking i just oh, eat yeah. vegetarian and i'm more than happy to <laughs> I just I love on. the image of Sim in the van like whipping up a great like Indian meal and, and you're just out at like the burger joint <laughs> grabbing some fries <laughs> <and shit. laughs> it, it does happen but he's so lazy yeah, that is why I think he'll have like a meat dish like twice a month and rest all of the time we're just eating vegetarian food All right ne- next yeah next question next audience question how do you to sustain a work life balance um it's 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 definitely um a it's a learning curve yeah like i feel like when we're in wifi zone and when we when there's like good network especially like days like this where we're in the city it's very easy to just get consumed into your work and um stay on the laptop the entire day where when, compared to when you're in the outdoors it's easy to get a balance of like shutting off the laptop and being mindful and realizing why you're out there for yeah and something that really works in our favor we are in pacific time zone and uh, our work hours are eastern time zone so our work starts super early i would say 6 6:30 the laptops are on 
And uh, the advantage of that is by one o'clock, the work is almost done. So we close the laptops, get our work done by one o'clock. And just to put it out there, we are not creative, um, like nomadic, um, what do you, what's the word? Like we're not making money off our travel content itself. We have full-time jobs in our field. Karthik is in IT. I'm in digital marketing and we have to work hours. So by one one thirty, our work is done. So that kind of really helps us. And then almost we always, always prioritize the sunset. So by one one thirty, mm-hmm. the work is done. I'll make a nice lunch and we'll head out to uh, head out for a hike. Uh, or a sunset spot do some photography in the evening come back um, work on some content if we can and uh, yeah keeping that that really helps us keeping a good balance moving on um <laughs> is is van life a full-time thing for you it is, it is yes at the moment, yeah yeah we started off thinking we'll do it only for six months six months and the, we've all, all, already finished our six months and it looks like we will be on the road for at least a year more or something. This is not a short-term thing. We are in the van full-time every single day. And this is our life right now. And we'll be doing this for years. Yeah, we're not in a rush to get somewhere. So we're really taking our time. And six months, like it just a, felt like such a short timeline. I don't know what we were thinking when yeah. we put that timeline. It was so unrealistic. And now we're like, there's no way we are giving up this amazing life that we have yeah we're gonna be well, it was short enough to convince years. the family <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah i think yeah. that's how it started right Probably, we were like yeah. oh this is just a six month yeah, that's how it started yeah yep uh already last last audience question this is a good one what is your biggest van life dream oh man we we've we've been like jokingly talking about driving this van pretty much all across the, the world. world yeah that's like we want to take it to india maybe someday yeah I mean, hey, if you need to ship it across the border, I know a guy on Craigslist who can help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please give me the details. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, right now we are just trying to get B on the American continent, get to Patagonia. And uh, eventually, depending on how burned out we feel at Patagonia or if we are still, we still have the drive to get going, we would love to get a ship to Asia and or anywhere in Europe and drive to India. Like my parents... Both our parents have been asking, when will we bring the camper van to India? So, oh my God, it's going to be amazing if you could bring it to India. So that's no kidding. Thing. So, and let's let's make a pact. If you bring your camper van to India, you're coming back on the show, and we're going to hear all about it. <laughs> oh, oh yes, hundred yeah, percent. Sure. We'll have so many more crazy <laughs> stories to tell without the guns, hopefully. Alrighty, shift, shifting gears. One last time. Um, this is rapid fire questions. Two rounds. Think about you know one sentence, couple words per answer. All right. Section number one. Under the hood. How do you stay clean on the road? A lot of hot towels, wet wipes, changing our undergarments every day, and uh, showers on the road. Showers with, on uh, the road. Pet like rest stops rest stops truck yeah. rest stops, truck rest stops. Yeah. and a hearty vegetarian diet <laughs> and exactly, a hearty vegetable exactly yes helps a lot what what do you consider van life essentials essentials for you and i don't mean equipment as much as possessions what's an what are essential possessions oh the our solar solar setup is like essential for us for me i would say a jerry can because i always forget to fill up the oh, gas yeah yeah there's yeah. been times where we've been up <laughs> And stuck for hours. Yeah, a jerry can is very essential. And uh, our solar setup has been a blessing. We always have power. And uh, yeah, those two, I would say. What's your favorite driving song? Funny story. This camper van is so loud. 
you cannot put music on so our driving song is usually just the wind and the nature the wind and the nature and the sound of the engine <laughs> that is us we don't have driving <laughs> yep true story um okay but i'm not letting you off the hook on this driving song question so if you could play a driving song what would it be for me uh we listen to a lot of techno music so it's anything by um what's which dj would you prefer above and beyond above and beyond yeah above and beyond is a good road trip music for us perfect um yeah. what do you happen to have like a bollywood song that's adventurous you could wreck as well because that'd be a great thing to add to our list how did I not think about this? Yes, there are Bollywood songs. A, a great a Bollywood road trip playlist that I have. I can share with you a Spotify link for that. And yeah, definitely my Bollywood songs. What is that one song that you constantly play? Like, even I know the words to it Which now. one? Say it. So, I don't even know. Sham. Sham. Sham? Sham. The war song. Oh, Bang Bang? Yeah. Oh God. God. There's a song called Bang Bang that she always plays. <laughs> okay, that'll go on that'll go on the list. Perfect. Um, perfect. Bang bang the Bollywood song. We got it. That's a very good wreck. Uh, all right. Oh, Each of you, what's your favorite place you visited? For me it's Grasslands National Park. Oh yeah. In Saskatchewan, Canada. It's not famous, but it's the most unique landscape, most the the crazy amount of wildlife and Yeah, it's stunning. Just a very humbling place. What's yours? Mine would be Napoli Coast in Hawaii. It was oh, that is such a great on Kauai, yeah. Yeah, we did that hike. Took us two days, almost died. But that beach, that canyon, oh my <laughs> god, it's paradise, man! So worth dying, being getting there. But we stayed there for three nights, celebrated New Year there, and it's it was the most magical time for sure. I assume you almost died at the part where you have to like step over a little cliff edge with about two feet of trail behind a vertical drop of. Oh no! The, no crawler sledge was fine. The first day, actually, when we were going in this for the first six miles, it, it started pouring on us, and the trail just started washing out, and we had no choice because there's no rest place. It's just this tiny trail you're falling. So I was like, mm-hmm. either we go forward. There's no way you can go backwards. We were going forward. At one point, the trail had washed out, and my leg just went down the down the ditch like down the cliff and i had to pull my entire body up and continue wa- walking in just the washed out water it's just waterfalls after waterfalls i didn't even know what i'm walking into it was very petrifying yes don't don't worry your your families will definitely not hear that story <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they have not heard about that <laughs> yeah, story yet. Yeah. We have to make sure it never gets to them <laughs> yeah yeah we'll put like a special like audience mute on it or something a filter yeah. Awesome. All right. Last question. This is in the section, a clean escape. What would you tell someone who doesn't understand the appeal of van life? Oh, wow. I would say that um, the freedom, mm-hmm. the freedom is it, it's something you will never experience outside. If you're, if you're trapped in a house or if you're living in a stationary home, the freedom that comes with van life um, you could be starting your day in, in, in one city and seeing the most beautiful sunset by the end of the day while maintaining a root, daily routine. And that just like that doesn't come if you are if you don't if you don't leave the home, you know, you, you, you don't get to experience that ever. That the, the freedom that my life gives you just parking under the 
under the stars or just seeing the most phenomenal sunrises and sunset while maintaining a daily life or a daily routine you would have to wait for a weekend you uh, you know and van life gives you the opportunity to just experience this every day every day pretty much yeah. and that is just rare right do you have to add anything well i, w- I would say it also teaches you in, in a lot of ways discipline that yep. you might not be able to learn while you're living under a roof um but what's that's yeah. not an appeal like, yeah what's the biggest appeal? the biggest appeal is definitely freedom to be able to be in new places every single day yeah oh i like the I discipline that answer because it. it's like uh there's there's two self-help lessons from this um podcast if you want to get better at logistics and discipline plan an indian wedding and live in a van <laughs> oh yeah there's so much planning involved in in the van you have to plan where you're parking so you have access to washrooms you have access to wi-fi and plan your work around it. So there's a lot of planning. Yeah, you get to learn yeah. a lot of planning on the road. Great. Alrighty. Any closing thoughts? Well, I want I want people to um, get inspired by what we're doing, and we're kind of we. I think we have a story worth telling, in the sense that we're trying to bring more awareness to, especially the brown community of mm-hmm. what, of what this lifestyle is about. Yeah, and the closing thought would be. Um, just it may sound like a crazy idea and because nobody has ever done it in in your surroundings or the people you know but it doesn't mean that that should not stop you from attempting it you might have questions uh, you might have doubts but you still have to take that first step like for us the first step was we just bought this camper van one day and that kind of made sure that this journey that we are in right now that step made sure so even if you have all the doubts, you are uncertain, you don't know. But if you have a dream, just take the first step and eventually you'll you'll be able to execute that dream. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for that share. <clears throat> thanks for coming on, for having such great stories and perspectives and for doing what you're doing. A huge thanks to our guests, Sim and Kartik. Where can people find you who are interested to learn more? We are on Instagram with the, the username The Brown Man Life. It's me, my husband Karthik, and our dog Everest. And we also have a YouTube channel, uh, same name, The Brown Man Life. We have only posted two videos, but we are going to be posting a lot more content with our, all our stories. So, yep, there we are, The Brown Man Life. Lovely. Thank you again. Thank you so Thank much, you so Dave. Much. Thank you. <laughs> This has been an episode of A Clean Escape, a podcast celebrating all the ways life on the road can get messy. Do you have an epic van life misadventure you'd like to share? Drop us a line at jackfrost.org slash a clean escape podcast and your story could be featured on the show. A Clean Escape is presented by Jack Frost, a do-everything deodorant, dry shampoo, foot and body powder on a mission to make van life more comfortable and end single-use plastics everywhere. If you like the show, please give us a five-star rating and review. This podcast is a creation of Jack Frost LLC and Oddball Media. It's made possible by the extraordinary leadership of our co-founder, Teresa Wallace, the savvy musical production of Samantha Mullen, and the brilliant work of executive producer Bella Mullen. I'm your host, Dave McGahey. That's all for now. May the road take you to amazing places. And whatever happens, may you make a clean escape.